I'm Father Paul Donison, and this is Praying with the Saints. Each episode will contain a shortened evening prayer service and also an opportunity for me to share a story from the life of a saint, an ordinary Christian like you and me who sought to follow Jesus in their generation. We're using the Book of Common Prayer 2019, and you can download the liturgy sheet off our website. And if you have a BCP 2019, you can turn to page 41, where evening prayer begins. But some of you will already have these words memorized. And for others, perhaps you'll simply want to listen and have these words prayed over you tonight. And we're encouraging you to share it with others. Tonight, we hear the story of the martyrs of Uganda. Let us quiet our hearts before the living God. Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and apart from your grace there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent, according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Hear these words of absolution. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our psalm this evening is Psalm 83 on page 378 of the prayer book. Hold not your tongue, O God. Keep not silent, but rouse yourself, O God. For behold, your enemies murmur, and those who hate you have lifted up their head. They have conspired secretly against your people and taken counsel against your cherished ones. They have said, Come, let us wipe them out, that they may no more be a people and that the name of Israel may be remembered no more. For they have brought their heads together with one consent and are aligned against you. Continuing at verse 13. O my God, make them like whirling dust and like the stubble before the wind, like the fire that burns up the woods and like the flame that consumes the mountains. Pursue them even with your tempest and make them afraid with your storm. Cover their faces with shame, O Lord, that they may seek your name. Let them be disgraced and dismayed evermore and more. Let them be put to shame and perish. And they shall know that you, whose name is the Lord, 
are alone the Most High over all the earth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Tonight I want to tell you a story about the martyrs of Uganda. Missionary work began in Uganda in the 1860s. And what the missionaries found when they arrived was a sophisticated society, a federation of tribes under a monarch called a Kabaka. And there was a man named Kabaka Mwanga, who was extremely opposed to the growing number of Christians in Uganda. And on June 3rd, 1885, Kabaka Mwanga had 32 young men burned at the stake for refusing to recant their belief in Jesus. And later that same year, Bishop Hennington was also martyred. And his last words were, Go tell Mwanga, I have purchased the road to Uganda with my blood. Despite Mwanga's efforts, the martyrdom ended up planting seeds, which grew the church. Through raising up of local leaders and a method of community Bible study that developed, the East African Revival was launched in the early 1930s. What's interesting about church planting within the context of Uganda and much of East Africa is oftentimes churches will begin with simply an evangelist on a street corner or gathering somewhere in a village and will preach the gospel, open air. And people begin to gather and, you know, after a few days of this, that missionary may end up having a little church already gathered. They won't anywhere near be ready for a building, but in a lot of East Africa, you'll simply decide to gather under that tree over there. I can't tell you the number of churches that have been formed in East Africa under a particular tree where they've gathered for a whole season. In fact, my friend Bishop John Guernsey, when he was first elected, uh, even though North American under the uh, broader Anglican church throughout the world, uh, was ordained under, I believe, and if John's hearing this, he can correct me another time, but I believe it was Uganda, he was ordained uh, as a bishop initially. And his very first confirmation was uh, under a tree in Uganda, uh, confirming, I think he said, two or 300 people. I mean, this is the kind of church growth and revival that is so common within East Africa. And with this amazing revival that took place in East Africa after the original martyrs of Uganda in the 1880s, um, after about 100 years, though, the problem was another persecution arose in Uganda. When Idi Amin rose to power, he brought similar persecutions against the church. Idi Amin, who was seen as the Adolf Hitler of Africa, uh, and if you want a, a film picture of just the horror of Idi Amin and, and a real look into his personality and his megalomania, um, a hard film to watch, I warn you. But The Last King of Scotland, uh, a strange title, it makes sense once you watch the movie, but it's all about uh, Idi Amin. And Forrest Whitaker does an amazing job uh, capturing uh, this, this leader who persecuted and, and murdered so many. And in 1977, under the horrors of Idi Amin, 
he gathered to the presidential palace uh, a group of archbishops and uh, both Anglican and Roman Catholic. And after accusing them of plotting his murder and the rest, all the bishops were sent away except for the Anglican archbishop, Jenai Luam. And Jenai, Bishop Luam, remained. And as the other bishops were dismissed, Luam said to them, his brother bishops, they are going to kill me. I am not afraid. And the government said that he died in a car accident, but weeks later his bullet-ridden body was found. And again, the death of this martyr inspired the seeds of faith, and the East African revival fanned into flames yet again. And a second and third wave of that revival continues even to this day. I want to share with you some words from one of the bishops who had been with Bishop Luwum, Archbishop Luwum, just before he died, one of those bishops summoned to the presidential palace. And this bishop's name was Bishop Festo Kivinger. Uh, and Bishop Festo was known as the Billy Graham of Africa. He became a very famous bishop in the years following. Uh, if Idi Amin was the Adolf Hitler of Africa, Festo Kivinger was the Billy Graham. And he says this, and I think these words are so important for all that our world is facing now. And you think back into the horrors of what was going on in Uganda, and you think about the struggles going on in our country today. And these words are so important to hear from Bishop Festo. He said this, he said, Peace is not automatic. It is a gift of the grace of God. It comes when hearts are exposed to the love of Christ. But this always costs something. For the love of Christ was demonstrated through suffering, and those who experience that love can never put into practice without some cost. And friends, the cost is often the blood of the martyrs. So, this evening, this is the story of the martyrs of Uganda. The story of ordinary saints God empowered to impact their generation with the gospel. May their story inspire you and remind you that God is still in the business of empowering ordinary saints today. Let's confess what we believe in the words of the Apostles' Creed, saying together, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show your mercy upon us, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us, and lead us in the way of justice and truth. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, and let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people, and bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. A Colic for Peace O God, the source of all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to your servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. A collect for aid against perils. Lighten our darkness, we beseech you, O Lord, and by your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A Night Prayer Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. And all for your love's sake. Amen. Let us conclude this evening with a collect for the martyrs of Uganda. Almighty God, you gave your servants, the martyrs of Uganda, boldness to confess the name of our Savior Jesus Christ before the rulers of this world and courage to die for this faith. Granted, we may always be ready to give a reason for the hope that is within us and to suffer gladly for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. This concludes this evening's podcast, and I'm glad you joined us for Praying with the Saints. If this prayer podcast has blessed you, we encourage you to subscribe at ChristChurchPlano.org. And we encourage you to share this with your friends. I'm Father Paul Donison, and I'm looking forward to praying with you next time. Until then, I pray that you would have a peaceful night and a perfect rest.